was the one that told you that I had a <clears throat> horrible Botox experience. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, um, this happened to me about four and a half years ago. Uh, and I, I think I've talked to you that, you know, I was going through a very stressful time, going through a very stressful, t ending a very toxic relationship, uh, you know, and, you know, and, and, and I say these things, and I think people are always amazed that, you know, people in the health world sometimes have horrible relationships or do things like Botox. Mm. And they're like, and I remember I actually put it out on social media after I had this experience and people were just amazed that, you know, I'm like, look, we are not perfect human beings and we still struggle with uh, parts of ourselves that we're still learning about. And, you know, and, and, and as much as, you know, we, we've always worked with our bodies, you know, when it was fitness and I've always had those issues and I went through that phase and then I had struggled with diet and then I learned eat more metabolically and it kind of cured that and then you find other things that you're still struggling with you know and then I hit about 45 and you know you're looking in the mirror and you're like what is all this stuff right welcome to the win at life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love I'm Kitty Bloomfield co-founder of new strength and your host for this episode Today, I'm sitting down with our good friend and author of How to Heal Your Metabolism, Kate Deering. In this episode, we talk about Kate's scary experience with Botox and the dangers that no one talks about, how influencers and health experts are also imperfect beings and still struggle with parts of themselves, why you should embrace your authentic self, and how there are just so many layers when it comes to healing and improving your life. It's only a few days now until I get my implants removed and I'm really excited but also nervous. I'll be sharing the experience as well as photos of my boobs before and photos of my boobs after surgery. And I'm also going to share my post-surgery recovery plan. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi Kate, uh, welcome, welcome back to the uh, to the show. It's always great to uh, to have you on. We spend about thirty minutes bloody catching up um, <laughs> every time before we do do these. But today we're talking about boobs and uh, and Botox. And well, Kate's not had fake boobs, not that I no. know about. No, Kate, <laughs> but I obviously have fake boobs, which I am getting out on the 7th of December. So probably by the time you listen to this podcast, I would have actually had them out, which is exciting. And I also went through a stage where I, um, where I got Botox for about 18 months. So that in December, I'll be, have be two years Botox free. I also had um, lip fillers. I did that once. Looked ridiculous. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember when I came back to the gym, because so we had the gym. So that's how long ago it was. And like, like Jake's like, what have you done to your lips? Like, what? it's like, you know, the big, like puffy, puffer lips. Um, and yeah, I think f for me, and we were talking about this, you know, the Botox, I, cause I think like being on Instagram all the time and being in this, in like the, it's not the spotlight, but you know, you constantly photos and videos and, and I would always look at these other women on Instagram, you know, who are my age and they're like perfectly line free you know, their cheeks look amazing. Um, and I think I just felt the pressure and I just wanted to look better. I just wanted to look better. Um, and, you know, I did it for 18 months. And then the trigger, I think, for me was obviously you and I had had a few conversations about your experience with Botox. 
But back then I still was lying to myself going, oh, but it's okay, Kitty. It's not happening to you. Like just, you know, justifying it to myself. And then Emma and I got together and, you know, Saturay was born and we were doing the skincare and I was just like, Kitty, like just getting Botox really align with your values and beliefs, you know, like you're trying to help women feel better about themselves and accept their bodies and be healthy and launch a range of skincare that is got no nasties, but yet you're pumping Botox into your face, you know, like every three months or however long it was. So when I get it six months and I just, you know, when you just felt like I just knew I was lying to myself and I knew that I just had to stop doing it. So I just stopped doing it. I just stopped. I was like, I remember telling you and you're like, good work, Kitty. Um, and, you know, I think so many women feel that pressure. To, I mean, I still feel it. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I still look in the mirror when I smile or photos and I'm like, oh, man, look at all those bloody lines. And I'm like, no, Kitty, you can't get Botox. It's not who you are. Be accepting of yourself, you know. Um, but I still sometimes have those thoughts, not that I would ever, ever do it again. Um, but, yeah, I think so many women just – like they just, they feel this pressure to like look better. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. Um, yeah. yeah. And I wanted to kind of come on here because I mean, as we talked and I, you know, I was the one that told you that I had a <clears throat> horrible Botox experience and, mm. you know, and, and I, um, this happened to me about four and a half years ago. Uh, and I, I think I've talked to you that, you know, I was going through a very stressful time, going through a very stressful t- ending, a very toxic relationship. Uh, you know, and, you know, and, and, and I say these things, I think people are always amazed that, you know, people in the health world sometimes have horrible relationships or do things like Botox. Mm. And they're like, cause, and I remember I actually put it out on social media after I had this experience and people were just amazed that, you know, I'm like, look, we are not perfect human beings and we still struggle with, uh, parts of ourselves that we're still learning about. And, you know, and, and, and as much as, you know, we, we've always worked with our bodies, you know, where it was fitness and I've always had those issues and I went through that phase and then I struggled with diet and then I learned to eat more metabolically and that kind of cured that. And then you find other things that you're still struggling with, you know, and then I hit about 45 and, you know, you're looking in the mirror and you're like, what is all this stuff? Right? Like, when did this happen to me? And, you know, and I was a, sun worshiper you know and I've done a lot of toxic stuff to myself in my in my in my life so you know it shows up and so I made a decision and I got Botox um and my first experience was I thought was fine um Mm -hmm. I did have some weird things happen that didn't attribute it to that you know where Mm -hmm. I all of a sudden was getting weird brain fog or these heart palpitations and I thought it was stress and I didn't know what was happening um, until I got Botox the second time. And that was, like I said, about four and a half years ago. Mm. Um, and I say this because um, this does happen. And what happened to me is what <clears throat> they would refer to as like Botox illness. Mm. Um, they actually have a name for this syndrome. It's not very well known, but I will tell you what it is. And if I can also send you the link to a, a, uh, a, a study on uh, people getting sick from botulism. Um, it's called impaired neuronal communication syndrome or INCS. And it comes from people that get Botox and have severe neurological issues. Um, and that is essentially what happened to me. And mm. within 24 hours, I was in severe anxiety attacks, panic attacks, um, heart palpitation. I thought I was had like a brain tumor. Um, mm. My whole, I couldn't see, my vision was gone. I was in a spin, sort of like vertigo, but it felt like I was on a constant boat. 
Um, I had severe head pressure and headaches. Um, like it was like massive fatigue. I mean, I literally thought I was like, if I moved mm. and I, did, I, I, I initially did not know what was happening to me other than I thought I was dying. Mm. And, uh, and so unfortunately the medical institutions are not very aware of people getting this severity sick from uh, Botox. Mm. And so unfortunately I finally got into the doctor and they just didn't know what was wrong with me. They're like, do you have anxiety? You know, here's some meds. What do you want? Like what? I'm like, I don't want anything. I just want to know what's happening to me. And Mm. unfortunately with this kind of syndrome too, your labs might check out totally fine. Um, I had MRIs checked out totally fine. Nothing really shows up because of how botulism once it gets into your system, because A, it can spread. Um, initially, they thought it could not, and they thought it would just stay within the muscle. Then um, they have since found out it does spread. And if it spreads and it gets into like your acetylcholine receptors, um, it starts playing havoc on your system. And it can take 24 to 72 hours for this to occur. And once it occurs, um, all hell has now broken loose. Mm. And uh, so, For me, um, it took actually years to me to kind of rebound from this. Um, And unfortunately, no real doctor knew what to do. And you get into a system and they don't know how to handle it. All they know how to do is prescribe you some sort of drug because there is literally zero research being done that I know of on people that have a severe reaction to Botox. Um, Unfortunately, in the U.S., even when you report it, um, the FDA will call you, the company will call you, but they call you one time. Mm. And within about two or three weeks of you getting uh, sick, and then you never hear from them again. And so, Mm. you know, if you read the Botox, I mean, there's like a seven page disclaimer (laughs) when you get Botox. Most people I have women I have talked to, nobody reads that. Um, (sighs) Your doctor doesn't really go through it. They might give you a list and you sign off on it. Um, But you know, there is a black box warning on Botox for a reason. Botox is the most poisonous substance on this planet. Um, and so, you know, they, they use it to, uh, kill people essentially, because it can, it's very mm. toxic. It is and obviously a microdosis when they're giving it to you to freeze your face for your wrinkles, but, um, it is a very toxic substance and you're right. Um, and we've talked about this cause we had a discussion and you're like, yeah, you're right. This doesn't align. And I always say everything I've done in my life, like I have to go when the way I learn my <laughs> lessons, I am thrown against a brick wall. <laughs> That's, that's how I learn everything. And I'm like, always like, can I just get an easy, like a slight message? (laughs) Then I won't do it. They're like, no, 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 no. We're going to toss you up. And so for me, you know, obviously you come to that conclusion, like, what am I doing to myself? I'm putting the most toxic substance into my face, um, Mm -hmm. right next to my brain where, you know, it affects your nervous system. And again, you know, I'm not, my symptoms I think are, were, are quite rare. Um, there are thousands of other women that have experienced this. I've talked to hundreds of other women that have, have had the same experience. Um, it is about the worst thing that you could ever experience because A, nobody gives you a timeline of when you'll get better. You have no idea mm-hmm. if you're going to get better. Some do not. Some are bedridden. Mm-hmm. Some people get paralysis. Some people can die. You can have a heart attack. You can have severe stroke issues. You can have so many things that can basically be triggered from this toxicity getting to your system. Um, and it just affects you on so many different levels. So mm. getting to the long and short of this is that you had, I had to do a complete reevaluation of what was important to me and what mm. was I doing and a massive lesson in self-love. 
because once you become to that place and here I'd already done this work, I'm like, I've already done it. I was like, got it. I'm good with my body. I'm good with my diet. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that thing. And so you, you do get to that point where you're like, okay, you know, like I had to give myself so much space and love to get better because, and it was like, I was leading it with blinders on. And I think that's part of this journey with a lot of people. And that's why I'm, I'm very empathetic with people who go into metabolic healing because you are leading it with a blindfold because you don't, you're not familiar with this path. It's very different. You have to trust in it. And, um, you know, and I feel like I had that experience so I could really resonate with everybody about how they must feel going into something to try to get better. And I'm like, I, yeah. I get it. I did it. I did it twice. The second time was 10 times worth. I was so grateful. I had this knowledge so that I didn't go into a, a, a world where you are on 10 different medications to try and fix your system. Cause I just didn't mm. want to do that to myself. And I didn't mm. think that was the right way, but um, you know, and that's why I've talked to you too. Like, you know, whether it's Botox, whether it's uh, boobs, boobs. You know, because a lot of people have breast implant illness and yeah. like, it's incredible. It's like similar, yeah. Yeah. I'm in one of those groups when I was thinking about like, okay, I'm going to do it. I got into one of these, you know, the implant explant groups and it's just in, like, I never post in there, but um, reading all their stories and, um, you know, I think I've been lucky enough not to experience any of those symptoms. And, you know, I actually really think a lot of the women in that pro those groups could do with this eating this way. Cause totally. you know, like, and this is obviously, I don't, want to put a blanket across and say that this is everyone because it's not but you know I think about when I got my implants it was because I was looking for that external validation you know I was not happy and I thought that you know that was also when I was doing all of the stupid diets um it was like six months before six months before I met Craig so I got them pretty much got divorced and thought oh I'll just get the boobs in you know that'll make me happy then I'll find a man to love me um and so I think a lot of those women that get implants again not all of them probably were like I was doing the really restrictive diets, focusing so much on how they look, looking for that external validation. So maybe a lot of their symptoms were exacerbated by that, um, potentially, potentially. Uh, you know, not to say yeah. that, you know, like I don't, I think the long, long term, I mean, you can't, I don't know how anyone could argue that having silicon in your body is good. Yeah, like, and when you look into it. <laughs> Right. And when you look into the history, I mean, obviously, when DuPont went through all of those lawsuits decades ago, they stopped mm. selling silicone breast implants. And then because, though, they feel more natural, you know, mm. I think the FDA finally allowed them again, I think, 10 years later is what, mm. what I understand. And so, yeah, I mean, you're still dealing with a very toxic su substance in your body. Are they maybe safer? I don't know. Um, yeah. you know, I think a lot of these illnesses and, and, and I even say this with uh, people getting sick from Botox, um, you know, first off, I should say that people get sick from Botox. It can be your first time. It can be your second. It can be your 30th time. It doesn't mean mm. that you had it once that you won't get it again. It's kind of like a revolving gun. It could happen the next time, or it may never happen. Um, the other part is it's kind of like, um, people that get breast implant syndrome, you know, you might just start having symptoms that are very mild and you might not attribute it to your breast implants or to the Botox. You know, you might just start having a little anxiety or a little sleep mm. issues because again, if we all remember about the stressors on our system, you know, when you start adding additional stressors and having is, implants is a stressor on your system, you have mm. a chemical substance in your body and you're right. If you're really, really healthy, 
you might not experience the negative or you might, right. It all depends mm. on how you're, if you're, you have a, a breast implant that is, you know, broke or whatever. Mm. Um, and it depends on if, you know, like me, if you had the toxin go systemic in your system, then you're going to now get a reaction despite the level of your health. And, you know, and I would say at that time, you know, my health was at the peak other than my stress was off the charts. So there was probably mm -hmm. that a little interference. I don't know what level mm -hmm. everything got affected, but you know, we have to know that these things are stressors to our system. And if you mm -hmm. opt to get them done, right. And there's no judgment. I, I understand why people do them. Um, I, I wouldn't ever say they are a physically healthy thing to do to your body because they mm -hmm. are chemicals. They are toxins. Um, you know, so you have to understand if you are in a, a level of your life, if you are stressed out, if you have been through sick, sil, uh, illness, if you have autoimmune issues, if you have anything going on that your system's already fragile, then Botox or breast implants or any of these other or fillers is probably not a good idea. And it's probably not going to help your health get better. And, you know, mm -hmm. I still talk to people today and I'm like, I get why you want to get Botox, but you are fragile right now. And that's not going to help you get better. Maybe it might feel better in your brain because you don't have a wrinkle, but mm. you know, again, we have to get back to your core health and that isn't going to help support you. Mm. And, and it, it is hard. Like we're, we're, we're in a society and, you know, like in, Instagram, like everyone, like picture perfect, perfect skin, perfect lips you know, lean, and you look at these women, you think, oh, they're so happy, but it just, it just doesn't, because I've done it all, you know, like I remember getting the boobs in and then like a month later, you know, because I, I would wake up every day and just feel so sad because I was just really lonely and I was like, oh, you know, I can't be alone and, and it was never really addressing the deeper issue of actually being okay with being alone, thinking that the boobs are just going to make me feel better. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, I can see how women – because I, even like I've said to you so many times, like I still have those thoughts. Like I still look at my wrinkles and I'll still, you know, like look, be on Instagram looking at shit and see these picture perfect models with their amazing lean bodies and their wrinkle free skin and think, oh, they look so good. And yeah, you just, I guess, have to, I don't know. See, like, let me tell you though, once you have the experience, I, do, I don't have those thoughts either. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm so like, bad. I like, I, I like, and maybe it was because I had to uh, literally pull through a level of, I mean, to, to, because to heal your body when it has, when you are literally, as I say, down a, a 10 foot hole and hanging on by your pinky, mm. you've got to be incredibly kind to yourself. I mean, there's mm. no way around it. And if you continue to beat yourself up through that process, and again, I mean, to me, the laws of the universe are like, you really are going to have to experience what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to teach you a good lesson, Kate. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but so that you can also be able to be empathetic to the other women who are trying to heal and are like to beat themselves up because mm -hmm. that's super common when I work with people, right? Because mm -hmm. maybe they put on a little weight, but even, even though they're getting a little better, they're battling it. And so they're just mm -hmm. so hard on themselves. And it's like you're trying to heal and your brain is beating you down constantly, that is not helping you. And mm. you got to really allow yourself that space and time and kindness and not get into those, as I say, the rabbit holes 
spirals. Um, so yeah, the spirals of just killing you. I mean, just attacking yourself, you know, and I would even do it. I mean, how horrible. And I, I, and I wouldn't do it on myself. I would just, you know, you tell yourself like, am I ever going to get better? Like, cause nobody knew what to do with me. And mm. I just literally had to have faith and slowly keep working and stick with what I knew and slowly my system seemed to get better. But I mean, it really did some severe damage. Um, but you don't know. I never knew. Nobody could tell me if I was going to get better ever. And, mm. and I would talk to women and they were very, very ill. And so it was just like, you know, knowing that you can really dig yourself a deep hole, you know, and that's why going through this process, it's very helpful to use a coach because then you have someone that says, yeah, you're going to get out of this. Yes. This is part of the process. Yes. Mm. Keep supporting yourself because I would have given a million dollars to had someone support me through that process because mm -hmm. right. Doing it on your own is tough and it sucks. Um, but sometimes you have to do that, but you know, through this process, it really helps to have a system, a, a community, a coach, something there to help support you and, and that you can utilize to get yourself through it. Because this is not just a food transformation process. It is a mm -hmm. life transformation process because there's so many levels to somebody healing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you said, like we did it. You did the body, you're eating. And now you're like, oh. I got to get my boobs out. Oh, I got it. No more Botox. No, you know, and Kitty was just telling me, tell him Kitty, what you want to do with your hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was, you know, you can't see it really. Cause it's just streaks of little gray hairs. It's not like all gray. And so I decided I didn't want to keep dyeing my hair all the time, you know, every month the grays and just, you know, let it, but growing it out from what it was, cause it, I had it quite dark and it's a bit lighter the roots. So I had this plan of like, um, you know, going lighter and, but it's not really work. Like I've just gone lighter and lighter and now I'm just so fucking blind and I'm just, I've just got the shits with it. And so I'm, I've actually contemplated, I'm just going to shave my head and start fresh and just shave it off. And then it'll just grow back all natural, no color, no dye. I won't have to do anything. Cause I just, you know, I was saying to Kate, I like to just go all in and things annoy me so much. And my hair is just annoying me. And I'm like, Oh, wait, what? who cares? It's just hair, you know, like it'll grow back right <laughs> yeah and i mean I, and i, I, said, you know, what I said, do I do? whatever I'm you need to do bald, you know kate's like go get one of those things and you know like um the bald plastic yeah, yeah. i'm seriously i was thinking about saying like fuck it i'm just gonna get craig's things and shave it all off okay i don't know how many months it would take to grow to like sort of a shortish haircut six months chicken probably yeah I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I, when I was in my teens, I used to have really short hair. So I was a mm. punky kind of person. Yeah. 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 And so so, maybe I'll get it cut really short, quite short. Do you think like a pixie type haircut and then it will grow out and I don't know. It's just, I just want to, it's just annoying me, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the thing, the things we do, but you know, <clears throat> sometimes I think like you said, you have to go through this this on your own. Like, you know, I had to get the boobs out, boobs in and I did the Botox and luckily, you know, I didn't get any of the, have any of the reaction that you did, thank goodness. But, you know, maybe some women, they have to get Botox, they might get fake boobs, they might go through this on this journey and then come out the other side and realise that they don't need to get it anymore. Um, you know, like us, like you said, I'm, I have to learn the lesson. I'm like that too. Like I need to do it. I need to do it and fail and learn myself. And I think 
you know, so many women are the same, but perhaps, you know, a woman will listen to this and think twice about getting Botox or think twice about getting her boobs done. Yeah. I mean, I, ho- I hope so. That's kind of the whole, <laughs> whole point, right. Is that like, Hey, you know, this is, I mean, had I known a lot of this uh, prior, I mean, I never, you know, in my, actually in my thirties, even my early forties, I never ever thought I would get Botox. It was never mm. on my thought process. It was just like, I was so against it. Mm. And then, yeah, I mean, like I said, you, something happens. I got through a toxic relationship and you just start to think, you know, you're, you become a little bit more insecure again. And you're like, mm. well, I need to fix this. And I'm in Southern California where it is, you know, as common as getting your teeth cleaned, getting Botox here. It's just something every person I know has Botox. So they're like, well, why not? Why not? Should it, why not? What am I, you know, I've done a lot of other horrible chemicals in my body in my youth. Why not do this? It's Mm. safe. It's generally perceived as safe. Right. Mm. So what does that mean? I mean, mm, I don't know because my experience is, with our federal drug administration and the medical institution is that it wasn't safe for me and the amount of follow-up and the amount of investigation that these companies did to see what was going on with me was two percent so are we getting the whole picture no i don't i don't think you are getting the whole picture and i don't think that the problem is that doctors aren't being educated on the possibility these things happen every woman i talk to they the doctors that they went to, to say, could this be because of the Botox? We're very dismissive to them. You, they make you feel like that couldn't possibly be it, even mm-hmm. though, again, it's the most toxic substance on this planet, you know, and it is a neurotoxin. Um, the, the medical doctors don't want to believe that what they are doing could be harming you. So they start telling you, my doctor basically was like, maybe you have MS, Maybe, I mean, she started, maybe you just have lupus, you know, and your brain is like, you know, so then you go to these rabbit holes, like maybe I do have MS. So you go and get Mm. tons of MRIs and all these things that nothing pans out, right? If you have actually Botox illness, you won't have any of those irregularities Mm. and it will not show up. And so, and when I at some point reached out to her, because I found a lot of research articles showing that all these things could be happening and I mm. sent them to her and I got no response. So mm. that was the level of care I saw in our medical system and how actually interested they were in seeing what the possibilities of this, because look, if you do this to somebody else and are, you know, are you going to be able to educate them so they know what to do? So they're not scared and think they're dying during mm. this process. And, you know, so Personally, you know, I became very disheartened, <laughs> not that I wasn't before, with our medical institution. Obviously, there were good doctors. Um, I had a really horrible experience, and mm. I was very grateful that I had the knowledge I did because I think that that probably is what got me through. Um, if not, I don't know really what I do. I see a lot of women, and they would reach out to me that were in a pure panic state um, mm. because they had no idea how to handle this, and they weren't getting any help. And there's really – there is no um, – cure. You know, it's basically time. Um, and there's certainly some things you can do, um, to help possibly you get through it, but they're very minimal. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, and if anybody's interested after this, um, or if you want, I, you know, I certainly can send them the, Mm -hmm. the information on and the studies, or if they have some sort of toxicity or they think they've been toxic, there's certainly Mm -hmm. some things that you can do that might help. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, it's, there are groups that also have support, for this kind of thing. But, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's just, 
you got to ask yourself, what are you doing? If you're on a healing path, mm. um, this is going to be part of it. And as a mm. woman, it, this is not an easy world to be a woman in because mm. you need to be young, fit, thin, super <laughs> I mean, get it all together and, and, and be strong, you know, for yourself. And usually if you, you, you lose yourself through all that. And oh, totally. Sometimes, you know, we want just an easy fix to feel better. And we know that that's not really what we need. We need to kind of get into yourself. Um, and and that, that shit's scary to do. And it's hard. It, it's really hard. Like when you face it head on and go, why do I need to get this? Why do I want to get this? You know, it, it, it is because... You know, I've done it continually over the years and gotten better and better. But again, like I said, I still have those thoughts. So I think yeah. it's maybe as you get older, as you gradually, like I feel like as I get older and, you know, I'm just getting more comfortable in my body and not having the Botox and, you know, getting the boobs out. Love the spaniel's ears. That's what I tell Craig. I'm like, they're going to be like, you know, you can flip them over the shoulder because they're like this boobs with nothing, no, no feeling. And, you know, but I'm like, I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, I'm happy to people, – people have asked me, am I going to get a lift? I'm not going to get a lift. Just going to get them out, you know. So Yeah, I mean, I think – you know, I was like I told you when you told me that, like I was like, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you for going that route. I think that is pretty ballsy and mm. you don't have to do that. I don't think anyone was, was expecting you to do that. I think that you just didn't feel like an alignment to the, your – I mean, and that just shows me how invested you are into teaching what needs to be happening. Um, I think that says a lot. You know, but ultimately, like I said, the, this process, there's so many layers to healing, mm. you know, and that's why like food is big. But once you start getting that, then there's going to be other layers because then you're going to mm. find these insecurities that you have and you've got to yeah. address them through yeah. this process. Because <laughs> if you don't, you're going to get stuck. And yeah. if, you know, and with me, like I got through far, but obviously I didn't address this in myself and I got whammed and you know what happened? Not only did I get stuck, but I got smashed into a wall and they're like, Hey, this is how you like to learn. You like mm -hmm. to get it banged over the head with it. So here we went. So I've promised myself, I, I, I'm not, don't want to learn that way. any longer. <laughs> I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, you know. I didn't have to learn that way either about the Botox. I'm pretty happy about that. That's good. You know, yeah, I, I was like, I know, because I remember talking to you about it. You're like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, geez. I'm like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh, that's, that's the most. That's the yeah. most common response I get from people. Yeah. They just look at me like, well, I've been doing it for years. I, I'm, you know, I, I, I it's don't a small have a percentage. With it. Yeah, like the doctor said to me because I. You know, I've got the textured implants, but he said you've got the least textured. So he said you've got the lowest form of developing this cancer that's associated with it. Um, he said it's like one in eighty six thousand, and I was like, yeah, but that's still too much. You know, like I could have just gone, oh, it's low. You know, go get the MRI. If there's nothing wrong, we'll just keep them in and keep going until eventually I have to get them out. But I just thought, yes, yeah, fuck it, kitty, just get them out. Just yeah. get them out. Go in. Yeah. Get them out. They're done then. It's out. And you can just, you know, be natural titties. Yeah. Yeah. I have two friends in the last couple of years that went and got explants. Um, Did they feel they good? Were, yeah. Well, they were both getting, they were both getting uh, breast implants like illness. Mm -hmm. So they were starting to have some really fatigue and all these kind mm -hmm. of issues, sleep issues, a little bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um they were having food sensitivities, allergies, all of these kind mm. of autoimmune things started happening. And so, yes, once they got them removed, they started to feel much better. And that's usually the response. If, if it is the breast implant causing 
um, these issues in you, then you usually feel much better once they are removed. So. Well, really interesting. So obviously I'm going to document it all. I thought I'll, I'm going to take some photos of before and then after the surgery and then obviously as the month's going, I'm going to share them on Instagram. I'll just cover the nipples, you know, because I don't really care. Um, Craig's always like to me, I'll just like walk around nude and like I'll walk into his office and it's like our main bedroom. We, we just That's his office. Um, our bed's not in there obviously, but it's supposed to be the main. And you can just see, he's like, Kitty, you know that like it's nighttime and it's light in here and everyone out there can see you just walking around nude. I just don't really care. Like I'm just pretty comfortable just being nude. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they look like, you know, after I get the get them out and also just to see what I feel like because maybe I could feel better, you know, maybe. than I feel. Yeah, but it'll be, I'll document everything and, sh- and share it all and hoping that the recovery, because when I got them done, it felt like I'd been beat, beaten over the chest with the baseball bat. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, but everyone I've talked to who've had them out, like I've got a few friends who've had them out, said that it's much quicker, the yeah. recovery. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he said to me. Because yours are under the, are they under the muscle tissue? He, he said, when I got, he said they're dual plane, so they're half, half under, which I don't really know what that means. He said dual plane. So. Um, he said two weeks of no, cause obviously he's like, oh, you look pretty like you lift. He's like, he's like two weeks of no training. And then he said, you can then go and do stuff, but obviously, you know, like leg press and safety bus, lower body stuff, not yeah. bench pressing and right. then a month. And then you can obviously just ease back into it. And this, listen, this is what I did when I got them done, you know, listen to your body, um, just gradually. I mean, I hate bench pressing anyway, so it's not really a problem. Um, so, yeah, and just gradually ease back into it. People are like, oh, how are you going to feel about not training for two weeks? I'm like, oh, fine. You know, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah, I just want them to heal because like, when I got them done initially, I was a bit of a, you know, I was doing all the dumb diets and training. I went back after like three days to the gym and got all sweaty and then got an infection in the incision. Mm-hmm. Idiot, idiot, idiot. So, you know, i obviously not like I was. And I'm okay with resting and letting my body heal. But when Craig had hip surgery, I don't know, it was like maybe a year and a half ago, um, he had a torn labrum. And the doctor was just amazed at how quickly he healed. He didn't need any painkillers after the operation, you know. Um, and so I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will. it's good. Yeah, you know, lots of, <clears throat> lots of collagen, gelatin and just eating like I eat now and resting, getting sun, red light, put lots of red light on them. I'll get the two red lights out under the under the scars <laughs> so i'm just like fuck i just want to get them out now i'm like it's two weeks from monday i just wish it was tomorrow i just want them out appreciate them every day i think you just need to appreciate what you have them you know lucky. yeah but you're lucky that you never went like i said you learned lessons without having a super negative side effect which mm. i think is helpful you know mm. i wish i could learn my lessons that way but i don't seem mm. to have it done knock on wood i i would like to learn most of my lessons that way in the future mm. um but you know unfortunately i think most people don't learn uh to change until sometimes they get hit with something really hard that forces them to change you know and even then they don't do it you know mm. i mean people keep doing the same thing over and over again even when it's not working and and there's mm. detrimental effects you know mm. i've talked to women that had had some negative botox effects but mm. would not give it up because they didn't have the extremes of what i experienced and so I'm just like, you know, it could just be a matter of time or fingers crossed, hopefully you'll have this, but you know, it, there's possibilities and we don't know the long-term effects of doing Botox 
every three to four months because it just hasn't been studied. You know, we've only been using it in the cosmetic world, I think since like 2010, you know, FDA approved. I mean, they were using it prior, but this is the length of when people have really been using it a lot, you know, for the last decade. And do we know really how we're all going to be affected in the next, if you're doing it for 20, 30, I mean, girls are starting it in their late twenties now. Oh, I know you um, see women on the Gold Coast, they're so young. I'm like, you don't even have any wrinkles. You don't even have any lines. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Preventative care is kind of what it's, you know, it's being marketed. Great. They want to make more money. Botox is a billion dollar industry. They want to, so they are going to, you see it advertised for men now a lot more, but for the younger generations as a, is something to prevent wrinkles. So, you know, they're basically, it's very safe. You know, a majority of people may not, but we have no idea what is going to happen if 20, 30, 40 years of using Botox. We don't know. You are a total guinea pig to see what was happening. I can't imagine based on the fact that most people's diets suck, right? Mm -hmm. We're over vaccinating everybody. We're putting all these other chemicals in you that adding that in addition is going to really help improve your health long-term. I just can't imagine. It's just going to be another thing that's going to compromise people's systems. And you see it, you know, and I, and I mean, cause I work with people that are younger and younger every mm. year. You know, when I initially started this, it was most people I work with were in their forties and fifties. Now mm. I get people in their twenties, thirties, mm. much, much younger. Um, and they're certainly, they can heal much faster if they get on the right path now, which is awesome. Mm. But, you know, that was unheard of. Like I, I mean, even in my twenties and thirties, you know, whatever, I mean, I was doing massive destruction, but I just don't remember all of those problems. Maybe I did. Right. Certainly started seeing them in my late thirties. I think but, you're just way more resilient. Don't you think? Like, I just remember think, all the dumb, like I'd work like sporting 16 hour days and go out, take drugs, drink a shitload of piss and then go back to work the next day. I think you're just more resilient. You can just, if I did well, that, you, I don't. You are. But I'm saying is that these girls in these 20s and 30s, they're not resilient anymore. I mean, they're mm. they're not doing nearly the damage I know I did to myself. And they're, they're not. They're not they're hard. Issues. Yeah, they're already having a bunch of issues, right? Mm. And why? Why are people getting sick at a much younger age? Mm. More medications are being described prescribed to people mm. at much younger ages, you know, now. So they're getting into this cycle much, much earlier. Your food quality mm. isn't as good. What mm. your parents were probably eating wasn't as good. So it's in this downward trajectory. And then you're adding Botox fillers, you know, mm. all of this other crap into your system. And, you know, and then you have just other stressors, social mm. media, all of this stuff's happening right now. Um, and it's, it's taxing people's systems. So, you know, Botox is one of them, you know, mm. again, if in a perfect world, if you're probably super, super healthy and everything's right, you're not stressed, mm, it st could it still affect you? Sure. Um, the likelihood is probably very low, mm. but ultimately, you know, what I would say to people, hey, you know, if you're thinking about doing it, do your research, mm. um, go talk to people, go into forums, there's forums on Facebook, um, that people are recovering from Botox injuries, like go mm. in there and talk to some of those people because anyone that does go in there and talks to some, will they are like, I'm so glad I talked to you because mm. I will never get this again or I will never get it um, mm. because it is very frightening. And your doctor, unless you ask them, usually will say, mm, never heard of that. No, never. I mean, they're not real chatty on telling you the negative effects in this because they're making millions mm. of dollars mm. from putting this stuff in people's bodies. And mm. it's unfortunate that that's how our system has gone, but that's how our system has gone. Mm -hmm. I know. Oh, well, thanks so much, Kate. It's always um, good to catch up and 
Absolutely. Maybe you could send me the links to some of those studies that you talked about and I can pop them in the podcast details below. Yeah. So yeah. there's a PDF. So I will send you the PDF link, but yep. like you would, yeah. So I'll send that yep. to you for sure. Perfect. Perfect. And I'll, um, I'll pop up below and, you know, I hope if you listen to this and you're thinking about getting Botox or boobs, you can, you know, just maybe have a think about why and potentially not get them. It's an expensive mistake, you know, like my in were 10, out is like seven and a half, seven or seven and a half, seven and a half grand over six years. That's yeah. a lot of money for, for boobs. It's not a mistake. It was just part of your process. Like, I don't think True. anyone has them as a mistake. I don't think if you're getting Botox, it's a mistake. I think it's part mm-hmm. of the process and maybe you, you, this is resonating with you or maybe it's not. It's okay. Either way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if, if it does, I would say, look into it. You might look saying, well, that whatever, that's okay. You know? Um, but you know, to me, I always feel like I experience things. So like, can I share them? I mean, cause what else, why else did I go through that other than to say, Hey, maybe not a good idea. Right. I mean, but sure. you know, that's, that's part of why we do what we do because I'm like, look, um, I don't want you to go through this. And then there's a better way. And, you know, we can get you through healing and also get you through feeling better about yourself. Mm. Um, you might not want to do this. Mm. And we'll save you a, a crap load of money because Botox <laughs> is expensive. <laughs> you not have to have surgery. I'm a bit scared, actually. I don't or lie. surgery. Yeah. yeah. You save a lot of money not going those routes. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks All so right. much, um, Kate. And we'll, uh, we'll see, you, see you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.